how his sort of uh, his fitness goes, but also his touch. Yeah. And, and I suspect that this is more about competition than anything for Charlie Dixon. Uh, heaven help the bloke who he's on, because I'm sure he's going to be a handful. I'm not sure he's going to be clunking marks and, and using the ball beautifully, but I think what they want him to do is to compete really strongly, bring some ball to ground and give the, their smaller players a bit of a look at it. So he'll just have to stand and wave the bus, won't he? Kick mm. it on my head, kick it on my head. Could he stop someone like Sam Taylor? Could he thwart him in any way, shape or form running off? Well, why don't we go downstairs and ask the man who is going to be partially responsible for the answer to that question, Nathan Bassett. The Port Adelaide assistant coach has been good enough to join us. Hey, mate, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, not a problem. We've been up here talking, uh, uh, waiting for you to turn up. We've been having a chat about Charlie Dixon tonight and, and what you might be expecting him to do. I can see him out there having some warm-ups and some kicks right now. What are you expecting from him tonight, Nathan? Uh, we expect a contest, and that's what we, we get from Charlie. I think he's, you know, he certainly helps uh, bring our game, which is, a, you know, a front-half dominant game. He brings that contest. He demands high expectations of others around him and gets the ball to ground and gets our little people into the game. Hi, Nathan Dermott here. Good luck tonight. Um, do you expect him to play 100% game time or is he capable? What, what would you put an estimation on? Yeah, he's one of those guys that normally does play pretty close to 100% game time. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll have a rotation a, a quarter, I would have thought, tonight. Um, you know, and it'll depend a little bit how he's going, but he will get a little bit more rest than what he normally would uh, to get through. How do you react if someone like a Taylor or, or a Buckley does start to try and run off him? Do you have other play, contingencies in plan for if that was to eventuate? You can normally sort of survive on, on your team defence. Uh, you know, the, the big key forwards, they're not, you know, from pretty much all over the competition. They're not doing a whole heap of defending, let's be fair. But, uh, yep. you know, we think we can survive that perfectly fine. I mean, it's not like Charlie's running a heap normally anyway, so we know he's going to provide a strong target. We've got Todd and Ollie, who are actually good defenders for tall people around him, um, but also provide good aerial contests as well. Was there ever any thought of Jeremy Finlayson playing down back again? Yeah, look, I think it's a, it's a contingency. Uh, you know, Trent Trent's available, so that's a good thing. We've also got Dylan Williams, who, who didn't get selected tonight, but, you know, we think we probably could have handled uh, the height of GWS by going a little bit smaller. You know, Miles Bergman's played tall this year. Lockie Jones has played tall. Dylan Williams can play tall as well. So we thought we could have handled it okay without Trent, but uh, Trent's up, so that's a good thing. Just on that, Bass, um, it would have looked like a disaster last week. Um, Mackenzie comes off of what looked like a serious ankle injury. You saw Dylan Williams come off with the... He had the ice on the hamstring. That didn't look great, and there was still some doubt over uh, Charlie Dixon. So in the end, come game night, you've had the opportunity to select all three, it ended up being a reasonable result for you. Yeah, it did. Even Todd, you know, we weren't super certain how Todd would come up this week, but uh, that's been uh, pretty good. So, yeah, certainly we're a bit of a victim of timing last week with, you know, having the sub and the paperwork in. And mm. then 30 seconds later, Dylan Williams comes off with a hammy and a minute later, Trent McKenzie steps on Dan Houston's foot and hurts his ankle. So the, the timing wasn't great for us, but, uh, you know, they all got up this week. So they'll uh, put their best step forward. A lot of discussion this week about Ollie Wines and his best position. He, I guess it was the victim of Willem Drew doing a, a sort of heavy tag on uh, on Lockie Neal. What's the, what's your thoughts? I know he's played at different stages on the wing and, and in other peripheral roles. Is, is he in for a, a more inside role tonight? 
It often depends on on what uh, what Willem's doing, and you know how you know in in another, how the other three younger mids are performing as well. Mm. You know we got Connor, Zach, and and Jason, and they've been a big part of our success this year. And you know Ollie's filled a role for us, playing inside, filling in the wing. You know Drew often pushes out on the wing as well. Clearly he's not going to do that uh, if he's tagging and his opponent doesn't go out there. So that pushes Ollie out there a little bit as well. So look, I think Ollie had a great game against GWS a month ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Played played probably the majority inside. Uh, you know put in a really strong performance over the ball and hopefully we get that out of him tonight. Are you in better nick now in game and the likes? I mean, it would seem not. So how do you get around that emotionally to your boys than you were when you knocked them over so easily? Not a, not that there's any game easy in AFL, but convincingly a month ago. Well, we've got a prelim on the end of it. Uh, you know, we've got a really excitable, enthusiastic uh, you know, relatively young team, uh, certainly at its core. You know, our, our our best players and are our often our younger or guys in their early 20s to mid 20s, and uh, you know this is their time to shine. And there's a great opportunity for them. It's a beautiful night here in Adelaide. Uh, we get to play against a strong opposition, and, and we get a chance. You know, we're we're two games from a grand final, so this is the one that's in our way at the moment. Have you named a sub yet? Uh, we haven't officially named it. No. Would you divulge it to <laughs> us? We, we did. We did see Jeremy Finlayson out there having a good old kick around. So, yeah. Well, what are the rules we... around? What are what are the rules around uh, subs and emergencies on the ground? Uh, they're yeah. allowed to be out there, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're very so, clever, other, Nathan. They're all are the out there, aren't they? To be honest, our eye was automatically drawn to Finlayson. Did you see Frankie Evans or did you see any others out there? I'm taking uh, on that sort of comment. Yes, they were out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Nathan, uh, you mentioned um, some of those really good young midfielders. Jeez, they've been a revelation this year. And I get I get a sense, come back home, like Jason Horn France is probably wasn't uh, at you know his highest level last week compared to what we've seen of him. Does he strike you as one that does rise to the occasion and potentially tonight have a, have a big game? Yeah, he, he does. You know, he and he's, he's only 20 years of age and you know, mm. he's played some really strong games of footy for us this year and then he's played other games where he's contributed and last week he contributed but, you know, it was 14 possessions. It's There's some good stuff but, you know, there's probably a little bit uh, missing from the overall performance. You know, he, he was excellent against us. And when we get all five of those guys going, you know, when we have, uh, you know, Connor's super consistent in how he, he turns out and performs each week. Willem Drew's super consistent. Zach's an, an outstanding player. Uh, you know, Ollie's been much better than probably the last five or six weeks. Probably pushed outside a little bit more last week. And when Jason joins in as well, it's a really powerful midfield. And uh, mm. if they're all up and going tonight, then uh, we're in good shape. Some players are beasts of burden. They need a task. Willem Drew seems to perform best when he's got a task. Who's more dangerous, Josh Kelly or Tom Green? Yeah, I think it's more that, that you probably notice him. Uh, you know, and it's, I, I understand why you sort of fade into the background a little bit when, you, when you've got the, the highlight tapes of the other guys around him. But, but Drew's been a, a really solid uh, midfielder that you know, patches up sometimes the mistakes of the other guys uh, that are in there and, you know, maybe if there's a defensive failing from someone else, then, then Willem's there to help him out. And, you know, we, we it, when he does an individual role, it, you know, it certainly sh- shuts down that player, but at different times it sort of takes away too how he helps out those other guys. So, you know, it's a real balance in terms of what we do. And, you know, Lockie Neal's a great player and, 
you did a great job on him last week and you know tonight is around like, what's best for the team and if Willem's got to take out one of those guys well then he does if, if he doesn't well he'll play the best footy he can so it sounds like you want him like usual on the inside of the square and Tom Green would be his first target yeah well uh, you know there's, we've got Ollie as well so you know I, I think if we get really Drew has to spend a little bit more time outside to get Ollie inside and it's really what's best for the team on the night mm. I'll tell you what, he's versatile. There's not too many players who can tag Lockie Neal one week and potentially Tom yeah. Green the yeah, next. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, a really uh, a feather in his cap. And Anyway, Bass, uh, I guess you must get out here. You look at the, the, the deck and what it looks like. Uh, hopefully there's going to be a big crowd. It's just, I guess it's great reward for a team that uh, has, has had a really good season. And I, I think sometimes... Um, the team that loses that sort of top no four battle, yep. we look at them a little bit less uh, because they're coming up against a team that's won really well, which was the Giants. But you guys must still be super confident. 17 wins for the year. Uh, more than capable for sure, Nathan. And I'm guessing the, the players know that confidence. Yeah, we've got you know pretty close to our best team on the park in terms of availability. And Scott Lysett came in last week. I thought he did a great job. And you know, a few guys are, are marginally below their best, but you know, there's no excuses. We've got, a, we've got a strong team in tonight and we're uh, more than capable of getting this done. So in, in the early stages of this game, uh, and it's played over four quarters, obviously, but what do you need to take away from them early to n- not let them um, generate the sort of game that they want to play? Yeah, we've got to take, the, take away the run uh, from Whitfield and Ash yep. in defence. They were really important, particularly in the first half last week against St Kilda. I, I think if we can get our agility and... Um, you know, run and handle game going in the midfield. You know, we got pinned a little bit in the last week by Brisbane in our back half and, and got stuck there uh, for too long. So, you know, we want to get that, that imprint of our front half footy and, and getting the turnovers in our front half, which is what how we played them last time now. You know, they were missing a couple of key port, uh, players in, in terms of their high fours in Bedford and Daniels. But, you know, Scooter's probably an upgrade on Hazy for us in the ruck and you know, if he can combine with those other mids and, and we can show our speed and movement around here on what is a perfect night for footy, then uh, we should be able to get some deep entries and, and we've got a great presence there in Charlie in the forward line. We can't wait, mate. Uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time before the game. We really appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Nathan Bassett, assistant coach down there at Port Adelaide, joining mm. us. And, yeah, that's the, the Whitfield one's a fact. I'm glad he mentioned Ash because he's flying. There are a couple yeah. of blokes down there who are airborne at the moment and they do get overlooked because of the A-graders down there. But... What do you do with Whitfield? Do you sit someone on him? Do you yeah. just, what do you do with him? I, I think th- there's a couple of things I took out of that whole interview. One is that they need to stop Whitfield, but this is the beauty of having Lockie Ash come to where he comes. Yeah. You sit one-on-one. You can't sit both sides no. of both flanks because you need forwards to do their job. So, And this is also Port Adelaide aren't blessed with some sort of little diminutive uh, quick defenders. And so I was wondering whether they might need Darcy Byrne-Jones to go back to take a Daniels or a Bedford because they've both been in great form. You yeah. couldn't do that to your, to your setup though, could you? Because he's played forward. He has, he has played so forward, but, but he's... Uh, but you've got McEntee, who's a, you know, pressure-type forward who could potentially do a could job, do a job like on Whitfield. Yeah. You've yeah. got Willie Rioli. You've got, uh, you know, they, they've got a spread of players. Horn Francis will spend a bit of time at half-forward. So you've got enough smaller players down there, which means you potentially could send one back. And then Bergman um, plays, you know, potentially plays on a wing because they're not super tall. When you look at... at uh, the Giants. Yeah, you know, Rick- Ricardi and Hogan are Giants. That's it. Well, no. will take Hogan and McKenzie yeah. takes Riccardi. And then mm. all the rest are sort of, you know, Brown's a little bit bigger, but, you know, someone like Lockie Jones or Ryan Burton can play on him, which means you, you've got the ability to push them up. I, I also so think... So who are you playing on, on Toby then? Yeah. 
I well, think Ryan Burton. Ryan Burton will play yeah. on him, yeah. And I think Lockie Jones will play on Brown. And then it means someone like Kane Farrell, uh, you know, or even Dan Houston has to take one of those really nippy little high half yeah, forwards or yeah. smaller forwards, which does create a bit of a, a handful. But at the same time, you asked about Willem Drew. I'm tagging Josh Kelly every day of the week. Tom Green gets it 35 times, and he's a star player. But he's harder to tag because he's such a contested beast. I sort of took out of that maybe Ollie Wines, man's up on Tom Green, and you try and sort of break even on that one because Wines has got that size to be able to do that. But it's Kelly that really hurts you with his... And you can tag him if if you're willing to do it right. He went three weeks in a row, he went 30-plus... Six thirty plus. Mm. Finn McGuinness played right, on him right. and just yeah. yep. chewed into him. Yep. The thing with with um, Lockie Whitfield, he, he's an exceptional runner, but he's an even better kick. Lock mm. Ash is a just a, a, a very good kick, but an even better runner. Dynamic, so one gives you yeah. pure power. But Lockie Whitfield makes kicks even on his non-dominant side that ninety-nine percent of footballers in the country mm. can't make. Mm. Or do you put Sam Pal Pepper there well, and say, defend me and you see how you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Roll the dice and, and see who comes up Trump. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to. There's enormous head-to-head sort of strategy that's going to be part of this tonight. We'll get to a break. We're here for Elders Home Loans and Tyre Power. We'll come back and Shane Mumford's going to be joining us, part of the coaching group of the Greater Western Sydney Giants. We're at the Adelaide Oval. We're counting down to the opening bounce. Port Adelaide hosting the Greater Western Sydney Giants.